Welcome to the Change Guy Podcast. This episode is a little different because it's live. I had an opportunity to interview Alicia J, aka Tall Swag, and do it in front of a live audience. This is actually the launch of the Change Guy Podcast. We had a tea party, really good time, good vibes. So you're going to hear background noise. You're going to hear people laughing. You're going to hear sounds that would sound like a live podcast episode. So I hope you enjoy it and um, yeah, have a good time. You ready to start this bitch? <laughs> Yay, me too. Um, so if you don't know, I am Akila. In the streets, they call me Dr. Kaday, so, which is fun. Uh, the set I represent is way too much education. <laughs> Um, but I'm excited to have you here today. This is the first event that my company, Change Today, is doing, and it's the first um, live recording of my new podcast, which is, wait for it, Change Today. It's <laughs> the name of my podcast. Um, and the first episode went live this morning, so, <laughs> yes, which is exciting. And I had, the first episode is called The Power of Coaching. So if you don't know, I'm an executive coach. In addition to a founder for Change Today, we are a diversity consulting firm. We work, we go where the racism is. That's where we go. We just really get into racism. Um, I get to deal with racism emergencies. I had one this week, which is great. But um, we work with... VCs and tech companies, nonprofits, foundations, anywhere, because diversity is an issue everywhere, um, and we don't limit where we go. So um, the first episode is, again, The Power of Coaching, and I had the honor of actually being interviewed by Michelle Du, who is in the back of the room, who doesn't like attention, but yep, there she is. <laughs> She's also a coach as well, so we, it was really important for, um, for the podcast to start off with something that I spend a lot of my time doing, which is executive coaching. So take a listen. Let me know what you think. Um, it's on SoundCloud right now because I'm tired. <laughs> so it'll eventually be on iTunes and uh, Spotify and Google Play, but it'll be later this week. So you get a sneak peek. I haven't announced it yet. Um, so today what we're going to do is two things. One, I'm going to interview this lovely lady in two seconds. And then two, we're going to have a, a conversation, a fun interactive Q&A where you will have an opportunity to ask a question and fill that vacant seat and just have some dialogue talking about change, transformation, talking about joy, purpose, whatever that may be. Um, so yeah, that's a plan. You can get turnt. You can get tea. You can spill tea, you can sip tea, you can be the tea, I don't know, be bubbly, insert thing there. Um, I'm tired, did I not share that? So we're going to take it away. Um, I'm really excited to have my first live episode recording with this beautiful lady, Alicia J. Excited to be hey. I'm super excited to be here, so thank you for having me. So a lot of you may know her as Tall Swag. Um, she's a celebrity to me. And she's my friend, like I have her number, so <laughs> which is insane. She's a celebrity to a lot of people. Um so do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? 
Well, my name is Alicia J. I do not consider myself a celebrity, but I appreciate that you do. You <laughs> and I am. She's verified. I am verified. <laughs> um, a little show that I did on TLC. Uh, I was on My Giant Life, which people are like, "Ugh!" When they hear that, and so was I. Um, they asked me to be on the show for, you know, it was the third season that I finally was on it, and I just wanted to make sure it was right because, you know, I was bullied as a kid uh, for both my height and my race. And one of the things that they called me was giant. And so I was like, mm-mm, I'm not doing that. But actually, reclaiming that word gave me so much power. Like taking that descriptor that used to hurt me and do something good with it, I can't even explain to you how much power it gave me. So, and I got emails from people telling me all the time, thank you for just being your true authentic self on the show. And thank you for showing me that being tall is beautiful, despite what everybody may say. Because um, to this day, I get stares. I get people telling me things. I get people saying um, that I shouldn't wear heels, which who cares about those people? Um, but I say all that to say that one of the things that I strive to do in life is just to tell my story as much as I can. Because I believe that everybody in this room is built to tell their story. There's something that you have that will change somebody's life. Um, and so that's what I do on Tall Swag. I also do a little bit of style stuff on Tall Swag because it's hard for tall women to find clothes. And I think all women in general too, right? Like we all have something that somebody has told us is not right about ourselves. And we try to dress to cover that up. And that's not what Tall Swag is about. It's about owning who you are and standing tall no matter what height you are every day in every way. So that's what I do. And I'm doing that full time now. Uh, I just a year ago left my full time job that I was in for 13 years to do this full time. Um, yes. Thank you for that fist pump back there. So, ooh. I didn't always feel that way this year. Let me tell you. But, um, and for me, like, God has shown me in every step of the way that I'm doing the right thing, even when it doesn't feel right. So that's what I'm doing. Um, I have a lot of projects, a lot of seeds that I planted this year. Um, but basically, it's been a year of change for me. It has. And we're going to talk about that. Let's and do it. Think, yes, we're going to get into it. Um, so the question that I will always ask on my podcast is this. How I'm kidding. Um, how are you a change today? So if you don't know, today is my last name. It's French. It means soldier. Change today, we create soldiers of change. In order to work on diversity in the workplace, you have to be an advocate for yourself. You have to be in a position of power to make some type of change. And I realized like the stories I was getting along the way from people I was either coaching or working with or the different environments I was in, there was this constant story of like change and transformation. Particularly because I'm biased. I don't do shit for white guys. So I only work with women and people of color and underserved communities. White guys are fine. They're fine. They're fine. They're okay. So that's why you have this repetitive story of like change and transformation, what you had to do and why you left the job and why you started this job and why you started the company. So I wanted to expand that to here through the podcast to have an opportunity for those stories, but to see like, how are you a change today in your life? How are you a soldier? How have you overcome it? And we started talking about that a little bit. So how are you a change today? 
I'm a change today in many ways, but the main way that I am is I stand up for myself every day. All the snaps for that. Yeah. All the snaps. All the snaps. Um, There was a time in my life uh, when I was younger and also a time in my life when I was in corporate America. Um, And not all corporate America is bad, but my situation had served its purpose. Um, Where you have to stand up for yourself. There's something every single day whether it be big or small to you. Um, I believe they're all on the same level in my book, but where you have to stand up for yourself. And when you do that, you not only change your life, but you change the lives of the people around you that see it, that need to see it, that need to hear it. Um, And you can't be your complete self if you don't stand up for yourself. Like, how are you going to operate in your gifts and your purpose? if you're not even standing up for yourself. So I do that every single day in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Whether I feel like I can do it or not, I make myself do it because you cannot be who you are meant to be if you don't do that. I felt that. It's very true. So last week was your one-year anniversary of Right? Was it last week? Yes. Yeah. I, or the week before? Like two weeks ago. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the exact date. But um, yeah, my, my one year anniversary of leaving something that no longer served me. Should we you talk know, about Which was my job. Do you want to talk about that, please? Hmm. What can we say about it? Um, <laughs> so I, I worked for the Golden State Warriors for 13 years and I experienced. Formerly known as the Oakland Warriors. Don't get me started. We were on the um, same page about that. Yes, very same page. Um, I'm Oakland through and through. So I'm from Portland, but Oakland made me who I am, straight up. Uh, same Z. A lot of people can say this in, in this room, I'm sure. Um, I'm very thankful for the time that I had there. I have three rings. Not a lot of people can say that. I have none. <laughs> Well, you can borrow mine. How about that? I mean, I'm just saying. Photo shoot. (laughs) I went to all three parades and everything, so I feel like it's almost as much work as you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm going to let that roll. No, Um, no. Like, serious pet peeve. When people, like, you know, there's a lot of heartbroken people in the Bay Area because the Warriors didn't win this time around. I'm like, what'd you do? What did you do? Did you work out every day? Did you sacrifice your family and your... What did you do? You just watched it on TV and drank beer, so stop it. So I'm kidding. I'm not that person. No. I was, I'm a really good cheerleader. I wasn't kidding about letting you yeah. borrow them, though. I mean, oh, well, well, that's good. <laughs> but no, um, I, I'm very thankful for the good and the bad things that happened to me during that time. But I do know that I wasn't meant to stay there. And I prayed about it for six years before I left. Um... I literally went back and forth and it just came to a point where it was very, very clear that I was meant to leave. I didn't understand at the time. I, I cannot tell you that I really wanted to. I literally wept the night before because it didn't make worldly sense to me. But for me, when God tells me to go, I'm going. And, and that's just how I live my life. Um, again, It's not going to be without fear, but I knew I had to do it, and so I did. Um, 
I learned so many things this past year and I had some beautiful moments. I had a lot of healing that needed to occur, occur, it's a new word, occur um, before I could. When things occur, it's like next level. Very much so. So that's what you did. Exactly. So you keep occurring. Yes, I will. That's a shirt. I don't know how, that's a shirt. Occur. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so I lost a lot of friends, straight up and down, going to be honest, lost friends. Um, and, and honestly, I can say they weren't friends, right? Because if you lose them, they're really not supposed to be in your life anyways. All of that stuff hurt, but the good far outweighed the bad. Um, the failure that I had actually taught me things that I need to know for the next level. I'm certain of it. If I didn't go through those things, I wouldn't be ready for whatever God's bringing me into. So um, it's been a ride, a wild ride, but one that I'm glad I'm on. So I want to touch on two things, uh, mental health and, and friendship. Where would you like to start? Um, let's go mental health. Let's, let's do that. So I'm assuming your mental health was amazing for six years when you were contemplating leaving. So amazing. So awesome. What did you notice about yourself in that time where you knew you wanted to make a transition that was affecting your mental health or maybe like what you were bringing home into your personal life? Well, I personally have always had depression since I was young. Um, It's something... Should we high five? Yay! I have severe depression. Major depressive disorder, same title. So I love depressed people. Yeah. That's why we're such good friends. Um, it's been something that it it runs in my family as well Um, it's something that I recognize in a lot of my family members and some talk about it some don't and you know when I was younger and I was being bullied I was in a space where I did want to take my life I've been to those low depths before now it's just it gets to a point where there are just some days where I'm on the couch and I can't move and that's just being completely honest. And during that time, during those six years, there was a lot of that. And I said, this is the depression and not the situation. Like I had to remove the two together. However, there were a lot of things that occurred during that time that didn't make my depression better, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, but now I, I've learned to deal with it on different levels. One for me is I need to exercise and it, it's, it's medication for me. Um, and when I don't, like even my mom, like when I'm talking to her on the phone, she'll be like, so have you rent, like run, like go out, run some stairs or something? She's like, I need you to go do that. <laughs> Call me back. Right. Yeah. And then we'll talk. Um, but my, my mental health is just something that I have to be aware of all of the time because it's something that I know is within, like I have depression. Yeah, It's a real thing. So um, in set apart from my mental health because of my situation, I, I just have to monitor medically what's going on with me. So I like to say that depression is a gift because I for sure did want to live three times. Um, I think on the fifth one, I get shoes, but it's not going to happen. It's fine. Um, I make fun of depression because it's easier because people don't like 
But even though I'm like funny and sarcastic, I deal with depression on a regular basis. If you haven't been following my story, I have an invisible illness. I have four heart problems, one for life. So I get to pop pills on the reg. I'm in pain all the time. My left neck hurts. My back hurts right now. I have slightly blurred vision in my left eye. But I look cute. So <laughs> there's that. So um, when you have depression and in your, when you're in an unhealthy space, whether personally or professionally, you have to figure out how you can be your own hero, as cheesy as that sounds. So that's why I say depression is a gift. So if I'm feeling sad, I'm like, you know what? You sit there and you watch your Netflix today. But tomorrow, you're going to have to work. I don't work out. I'm not, I'm not going to lie about that. So, but tomorrow, you're going to buy shoes or <laughs> you're going to do something on your website. You're going to do something that is motivating and exciting. And I don't know about you, but what I've found is by having my own business, I'm able to better support my mental health. I don't run a business. It is not actually good for mental health. But for me, it is a way that works because I have flexibility and I get to work on my passion and, and purpose and joy every day. So that helps. So do you feel that now you're, you know, a year and two weeks, um, do you feel that your mental health is better overall? I think it's better overall because I've had to go through a lot of different changes this year. And like I said, I had to stand up for myself like on a daily basis. So I'm, it's almost like I'm harnessing it more yeah. because I'm aware that I have to constantly do this for, for me. Yeah. You know, there's, there's nothing else that can bring it up. It has to be me, you know? Yeah. And my, and you know, I'm obviously a Christian. I'm sitting here talking about God this whole time and I will always, but my faith has gotten so much stronger this year too. And yeah. that has really helped Yeah, because faith is such a strong source against, you know, sadness and, and those type of things. I'm not saying that it's a cure. Yeah, but that's an argument we can have squad. later. Yeah, but it yeah, but it's definitely um, helped me this year. I love it. Um, I pray to Beyonce. <laughs> I mean, listen, Beyonce is Beyonce. You yeah. already know how I feel about Beyonce. I, we do. So, so let's, let's get into friendship. Yes, because so we can talk about Beyonce forever, right? right yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like there's still time, so um, <laughs> I'm here for it. So I just wanted to start by talking about our friendship and how it developed. So I, we were at an event in December and Alicia came up to me and I'm like, oh, you're tall swag. And she's like, you're changed today. And we're like, we should be friends. But the funny thing is that my sister, I have a twin and Alicia were friends because they're, they're tall people. Like my sister makes tall clothes and stuff. So they were friends. So I was like, I'm just not tall enough to be their friend. So when that happened, we got together what? And we had not true. We had a rose latte, and then we like talked for hours, and then we've been friends ever since. So back to Beyonce. When Homecoming came out, we're like, "All right, it comes out at midnight. Let's watch it." I gave up. I fell asleep. <laughs> I could not do it. But the Beyonce love is real. It is real. We had planned to like dress up. Oh yeah. We were. We were going to do a party. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, we were going to rent out like the Grand Lake Theater. <laughs> Like, we went to the Parkway Theater. <laughs> We're Beehive members. Definitely. Yeah. But in our true form, I was like, let me just watch it and do my dance routines at home. And, and then, judged. like, I don't know if you remember this, but you had just watched it without me. I did. And I was like, oh, I waited for you. And then. I know, I know. Anyways, I know. You know how well, that goes. 
So I was asleep. I was tired. I was t- it was a long day. I was kind of tan. Whatever. I was tired. I totally forgive you. And it's then okay. I woke up in pain, and I was like, "Fuck you, bitch!" The, like my neck. So then I was like, "Beyonce will make it better." And I only watched like forty five minutes of it. I watched. It took me three days to watch it. I got too excited. Yeah, it's I was okay. there. So you have like, to take that in I? doses. I know. You know. We're gonna the next one. I'll be a better person for sure. But um, did you go see Lion King without me? Nope. Okay, we're back on. But we should go tomorrow. I'm down. Okay, cool. Um, so, friendship. Uh, the thing that's really great about us, let's just keep talking about us and our depressed, amazing selves, um, is that having someone else who's in the space of creating and making things happen is great. And um, I think... Wherever you are in your life, whether like nine to five, passion project, thinking about starting your business or own your own business, it's really important to have someone who's like minded so they can really, you know, understand um, where you are. But you mentioned earlier how you've lost some friendships. I have also lost friendships as well. I have real ones in the room, so thank you for coming (laughs) and supporting me. But even like doing this type of event, people that I would think that would like support me aren't around or didn't support in the way that they could support me so how do you how do you deal with that and potential any feelings of isolation how it ties back to your depression and your empire building so when I first uh, resigned from my job there was one person in particular that I would have had in my wedding that just stopped talking to me those are the worst right and that was hard for me, and I'm not even gonna lie, I stood there looking at the closed door for a long time, like, why don't you like me? Why aren't we friends? And I just realized how, like, if you just think about that, a person just looking at a closed door, like, what does that look like? That's crazy, you know? It is, it's heartbreaking as well. And I just realized, like, I'm never going to get where I need to be if I'm standing here looking at this door. I don't care how long I was inside the door. I don't care what great stuff was on the other side of that door. It doesn't matter. I'm on the other side of it now, so I need to walk forward to the open one. Like, I'm never going to get there if I just stand here. And so that was one of the biggest lessons I learned this year was that people, things, situations, they're seasonal. And and that kind of sucks to say, especially with friendship. But it is what it is. Like, Things are put in your life and taken from your life constantly as you live it. And the only thing you can do is move forward. Because otherwise, you're stagnant. You're still. And it doesn't mean that you're not moving forward with a tear coming down your face. Or that you're not moving forward very slowly. But you have to move forward nonetheless. Um, And so... I just focused on the people that were there. I focused on you. I focused on Michelle. I focused on other people that I know in this room that they're in my life and I'm walking forward with them. And and that's all you can do. That's all you can do. It's, it seems so simple and it's not when you're in it, but really just moving forward in anything that that's all you can really do. So speaking of moving forward, How's dating as a boss? Dating in general is uh, just something I haven't figured out, you know? Uh, I'm 
a really, I'm not, I don't like dating. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, well, I like free food. Let's be clear. Okay. Yes. So the clap. I, I like free food, but otherwise the whole process, and especially, you know, I'm 38 years old. Um, the process of, that's amazing. What? I mean, like, I know that I'm 36, 37 rising September. Like 37. I'm using 38 rising yeah. from now on. You're moving forward. No, you just, you look so great. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, God. Um, thank you, Jeans. Beyonce. Yes. She's in there somewhere, I know. We're a year and two days apart, so we're in a friendly competition. She's winning right now. Just looking for my Jay Z before all the other ladies. Man, I'm telling, but even Jay-Z, like, I think we have this view of being in a relationship as being perfect, and like, oh, when I find him, it's going to be great. And then, no, it's, it is work. Like, being in a relationship is work. Yeah. You're going to go through things. You're going to um, forever compromise. And Beyonce has even had to do that with Jay-Z. We know. Let's be clear. We saw the elevator situation. There's- there are three, four Becky. tours based off of their yeah. relationship. Yeah, we know about Becky. Who can so. name the four tours? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. So, I can't too. Um, so, I think one thing that I did value this year is being by myself. Because I kind of felt if I wasn't a really, well, if I was in the right relationship, he would be supportive and help. But I got things to do. You know, like I, I have things to do. I have an assignment. And when God brings him to me, he's going to be part of the assignment. But I don't have one right now. So I just had to push forward. And I started valuing things. And I also, I went to, uh, oh, this is going to sound bad. Anyways, I'm going to say it. I went to a Bible study with moms. Because if I want to be a mom and a wife, I want to be surrounded by people. Like Michelle is a perfect example of that. Sorry, not to... Okay, now we're going to cry. Um, I'm probably going to. But she has a beautiful relationship, a beautiful daughter. She, I'm sure she would tell a different story, but the way that she is in her relationship and the way she manages her life is so beautiful to me. Um, and it has inspired me in so many ways. But she's a prime example of being around who you want to be, right? Um, so I, I started going to this Bible study with moms and... Uh, hmm... They, they said beautiful things about being mothers and wives, but they also said some things that I was like, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> we don't want that. So I started valuing who I am as a single person um, and building the things that I wasn't ready for. And that's so valuable. Because like at the end of the day, he might not be here because you ain't ready. Let's keep it real. So... But I say all that to say this, I don't like dating, except for the free food. Dating is the worst. So my therapist, I love my therapist. I do. We hang out every week. You know, I pay her to hang out with me, but you know, <laughs> she's great. So um, in February, she's like, it's time for you to start dating. I'm like, mm, no, I'm good. She's like, no, it is. So she took my phone and set up my Bumble profile. So, and she would also swipe which is funny. Anyway, I hate dating with a passion. Like, I don't hate many things, but dating I do hate. And part of it is because 
my core is so strong and I know what I need to be supported. Like, if you don't show up for that, then you're not making it to date two. Like, anyone who makes it to date two, any of my friends can tell you. If someone made it to date two, and if they have a real name, yes, Pagan, if they have a real name, then I like them. If they don't have a real name and they don't make it to date two, then it's just, it's like, it's fine. You want to hear a story? Okay, cool. There's this guy that, I wonder if he's in to this podcast. I won't say his name. But um, we were on a panel together, and like there was general interest, but he was dating someone at the time. Fast forward, not dating the person. We hung out twice. Both times incorporated a blanket, the lake, and going to dinner. Hours of fun, right? Cute, right? Super cute. So then I was like, hey, I know you have this dinner at 7. Do you want to join me at, at Piedmont Springs, the hot tub spot? At 10. He said, okay, wow, sounds good. I was like, all right. 10, 10, I send a appropriate, just, just the cheekbones. My cheekbones pop in darker lights. So just the cheekbones. And his phone died. And then he was drunk. And then I never text him back. Yeah, I know. That's how I operate. Because I'm not a model like Alicia, but I'm also, like, not bad. So, you know. But that's just how I operate. It's just how I operate. So... I mean, I operate like that, too, in the fact of, like, I don't have time. I don't. So. Do you know how if much you stuff is on Netflix? Wait. Right. <laughs> There's so many good things. So many good things. And you either fall in or you fall out. I mean, that's just I how. Mean, I, I fall asleep watching Netflix, but right. still, yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, we, I'm very intentional that that is what I want. So if you are just like, oh, I just want to have fun. Well, I don't. I can have fun by myself, and That's right. I have a full life, and no, I want you to actually be with me. Like, that's why we're doing this. It's not just to have fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm all for it, the, the high fiber. Like, you don't have to understand what I'm doing, but you have to be supportive. Right. We're building empires. We Get don't have a picture now. All I'm saying is, because we're building empires. Yeah. <laughs> we are building empires. So someone has to come along for the ride. Like, necessarily care who the person is they just have to be supportive for that they don't have to make more money i mean my goal is to marry up because i would like to own a home here in the bay area but they don't have to do that i just like the support is important and it's crazy because i actually have a lot of people that tell me like I've, i've had people that have pursued me for years and then i'll be like okay it's time like let's explore this and i'll be like oh i just couldn't i i would totally hurt you and you're like what but at the end of the day run from those people they're telling you that they're gonna hurt you (laughs) like why would you why would you just you know in the vein of talking about change women feel that they can change their potential partner you can't oh no i don't yeah no i mean i'm lying i did you got me in 2004 my god exactly (laughs) i can totally change you and i'm gonna dress you too Hold it. No, and you're right. No, well, we're still going to address them. We're still going to address them. That is true. I'm going to retract that statement. They can't get it together. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's stuff that you literally can change. You can change their shirt. You know what I'm saying? You can change maybe some braces, whatever. That's going a little far. No, because I put in time. I put in brace time. But full disclosure, (laughs) we're having an honest tea chat here. Yeah. 
I was with someone for eight years on and off that I was waiting on for change. Like, I was like, oh, he's great. And it was, you know, long distance the whole time on and off, but he had my heart. Like, he had a hold on it. And I was just like, I know he's a good man. Like, he's great. I know he is. And he's going to change, and he'll change, and I can do this. If I like him hard enough, or if I love him hard enough, he'll do this. And that was a very long lesson that I learned, that you cannot change anyone. I don't care if it's somebody you're dating, a friend, even your child. Like, you can't change them. There's nothing you can do. That's something that they have to do on their own. And once you realize that, it makes a lot of situations a lot better because you're like, that person will, I don't care if it's a coworker. That person's not going to change until they want to change. So any work that you do to try and change someone is wasted energy. Like reclaim that energy, like take that back in. Use it for what you're doing. Um, but yeah, I learned that. It, it's not, that's not something that I just was like, oh, you can't change. No, I, I had an eight-year lesson in that. Eight year and a seven, maybe like a two. I'm very single now, so um, you know, send men my way. I'm open to everyone who's available. Really, when it comes down to it, I had to pay for this, so I'm gonna need as many free meals as possible. <laughs> you know, so. less free meals hit. I'm telling you, <laughs> they do. You know what I have recently perfected? Um, the thirty minute date. Yeah, because I don't have time. Tell us more. I will. It can be done with your drink of choice. I've done both tea and um, ginger ale because I don't really... I can only have one glass of alcohol a day, so I don't drink all the time. Today I am, though. I just want you to know that. But um, So you can meet at a bar, cafe, just 30 minutes. You just have like a conversation, see if there's any chemistry. Because particularly with like online dating or if you're meeting someone in passing, you shouldn't give them like two hours of your time. But if they are interesting enough, then you can set up something later that week or the following weekend and, and see how they show up for you. Because I'm a, I'm a Virgo, obviously, Beyonce, but I'm a planner. And so I'm the one who's like, okay, do you want me to fix dinner? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And then I'm not allowing guys to show up for me. And then I'm like, he doesn't do shit. I'm like, well, because I was doing it, right? So... Therapy. Therapy has been very helpful for me. <laughs> right? So 30 minutes is all you need. And if they respect you, they'll come back. I've done it twice. It's worked twice. Yeah, I mean, they're not obviously around anymore, but the point is that I have time to do what I want to do. I like a 30 minutes. I like that. Because you do find out a lot about a person just right off top, so 30 minutes is enough. They're very, they're very telling. They're very telling. Some guy told me a 30-minute date that, um, well, after the 30-minute date, he was fine, but then I texted him, like, hey, are you a smoker? Because we were at a bar, and I couldn't tell if it was him or not. He was like, no, I only smoke when I'm stressed, and this and that. I'm like, okay, well, no, thank you. And he's like, no, 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 I can quit smoking for you. I'm like, no, no, you can't. Also, unhealthy pattern. You don't, I'm not worthy for 30 minutes of you to change your entire life to find a new outlet by next week. Like, it's not going to happen. You have nicotine, Tom? I don't want it. I for sure don't want that. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Yeah, nicotine ton. Yeah, because 2001 Aquila was like, that's fine, babe. Here's your nicotine patch. Also was a drug dealer, but you know you just grow, you grow and change and transformation. So you said something. I speak in tangents. 
I also want to remind you, I do have a doctorate. It doesn't sound like it right now, but I do some good tangents. So how do you protect your time and energy? Because you're talking about your energy earlier. So how do you protect that? You have to say no. Like, and saying no is something that's so hard, especially when I would consider myself a perfectionist on some level. I'm still working on that because there's nothing is perfect. Um, but, but, you are, but you are you are perfect. Well, I will take I'll take it, but I'm not. Nobody in this room is friendship over. No, yeah. That's true. No, I'm not either. That's a hard thing to let go of, though. It is, it is. You look perfect today, though. Thank I'll you. ASOS. <laughs> ASOS tall. They have a tall line. It's bomb. ASOS regular people. I know. <laughs> Short people? I don't know. Well, I love that. I'm actually going to go look for it afterwards. Send you the link. Okay, cool. See, and that is real friendship. When you are not afraid to share fashion, you ladies know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Um, but yeah, saying no is huge. Um, I'm a person who tries to do everything. And when I first uh, resigned from my job, any project that came my way, I was like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And then I realized that those projects were taking away from what I was supposed to do. So saying no is is definitely, you know, in a nice way, obviously. Um, But saying no and not taking everything that comes your way is huge for me personally. Um, and protecting my space and protecting my energy and protecting my purpose, to be honest, because those are also distractions that come in. Like, oh, she's doing what she's supposed to do. I'm going to send in something to distract her. So saying no is huge. Yeah, definitely saying no is important. When you started your business, you mentioned this a little bit, like you were you know, taking everything on. What was that change for you to be more aligned with your purpose? I know you say no, but to get to that. Well, I found myself um, doing things for everybody else but me. And I'm like, how is Tall Swag going to grow if I'm not on mission? So literally just looking at those other projects and saying, these are great. And I would love to support you in this way, but I can't support you in this entire way because I need time to work on Tall Swag. Have you said no to money? Oh, I've said no to money plenty over the years. So I cultivated Tall Swag while I was still on my full-time job. Um, a lot of things that I did were while I was still working. But if it doesn't fit with my moral code, I'm not doing it. I don't care how much money you have. So I've said no to a lot of money. Okay, that's good. I've also said no to money. But um, I recently had a client who had a temper tantrum on the phone. And I was like, short version, I'm not the one. We're going to end this phone call. And then we met the next day. And I explained to them that I don't care if you're paying me $30,000. My happiness and joy is more important because I have nothing to do with what's happening. And in that moment, I was like, oh, wow, you are a boss. You're just going to walk away and forget it. You have to pay people, but good for you. <laughs> That's great. But knowing that um, I wasn't afraid to do that was really empowering and an opportunity to just think about the future and who I'd want to partner with and not accepting inappropriate behavior. Like, 
I'm, you, I am not your teacher. I don't have to deal with you in the classroom. I'm not your supervisor. I'm doing my own thing. Take it to the next level. Yes. Well, and that's one of the beauties of working for yourself. Yeah. Is you can do things. But that also doesn't mean that you run from things as well. I think people paint this picture of being an entrepreneur as like, you can do whatever you like. It's like, no, you cannot. You're going to have to deal with things that are uncomfortable. But in a situation where you're being yelled at and taken for granted, you know, yeah. it's not worth it. And that's when working for yourself comes into play. That and the nonstop hustle. Do you know, I don't know if you know this, but when you work in a nine-to-five space, you get a regular paycheck. (laughs) And when those paychecks stopped coming, I freaked out, you guys. I was like, so you're trying to say that money doesn't come in every... like, And even to... I actually had... Right now, I work a part-time position um, that's all virtual because I did want that base just security at the end of the day and it allows me to still be creative I can work the hours whenever I want to so um, it's at first I felt like I was failing because I had to go back and work for somebody else but at the end of the day when you make these partnerships you are essentially working for other people as well so I just said it actually makes sense for my mental health and, and my space and my energy to have this like base income coming in that I can just knock out, not even think about, and then create. Are you always on? I mean, I know you are right now. But... Yeah. You know, I just spent 10 days with my family in Portland, and I wasn't on at all. You know, I just was me. And not that I, I'm not saying that I'm ever fake or or anything like that, but you know, it takes a lot to get up in front of people and speak or um, speak to a whole room full of girls that you know have been through hell and you're just trying to help them. Like, there's a level of a different Alicia that has to be in that space. Um, And just being a tall woman, you're always on. Like, my friend told me that being a tall woman is as close to being a celebrity without being an actual celebrity because every... Snaps. Listen, I almost did the, the, the crown flip. Um, <laughs> that's a thing now, crown flip. Hashtag. Um, but literally, you get stared at all the time. You get questions. People invade your personal space. They want to know everything about you without even knowing your name. They feel free to tell you things about yourself, like you, like the heel thing, or that you, why don't you play basketball anymore? Um, how tall will your parents? I mean, we can go on and on, and and so you always kind what's of are. The, what's on the top of the refrigerator? Yes, that would be one of them. Can you get that down for me? So constantly, you're on, anyways. As a tall woman, you know, I get the craziest things thrown at me on a daily basis, and it used to bother me. And I said, Alicia, you have to own your tall, beautiful self and not be mad at these comments because it's part of the gift. You know, every gift has its ups and downs, but it's part of it. And if you focus on that part, you're going to be mad all the time. But instead, focus on the beautiful aspect of what you've been given. And so that's how I walk every day. I I am on in in a certain way because people are always (laughs) targeting just the height. 
period. Um, but yeah, there are times when I'm not. Like when I was with my family for those 10 days, I, I didn't feel like I was on at all. So obviously when I'm watching Netflix, on the couch, I'm not on. You know, like there's certain, there's certain ways. But um, yeah, I, there's definitely times when I just feel like I don't have to be on a stage. Ironically, you're on a stage. <laughs> true story. But yeah, that's true. I feel that is that's one of the hardest things to. I'm not. I'm not tall. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I'm not tall. Um, but after I do like a talk or something, there's this one particular talk that I did in Napa, and oh my god, you would have thought that I was Beyonce, Giselle Knowles Carter, because I could not eat food and I, I couldn't move without someone saying, "Oh my god, this, this," and which I love. And appreciate and so one it's wonderful and I'm so honored to like be in that space and like have that opportunity and and same for you to like to be a kind person to do that because there's people who are in the same situations that are just straight up assholes you know and then it changes the perspective so it's like when you're in a position of just being an amazing person stop and then you have to add like the beauty and the height to it like you're in a place to really change people's perspectives and you know, have this power that you may have wanted or have not wanted, but you're just using it so well. Thank you. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and say that I use it well 100% of the time. Uh -uh. There are times <laughs> when I do set people straight if they're extremely rude because I feel like... Well, yes. No, yeah. Well, you have to stand up for yourself, but also I think a lot of people are ignorant. <laughs> So you have to you have to give them some knowledge. Like I feel like it's my responsibility to say that was rude, and here is why. You know, because I don't want them to walk through. I don't want the next tall girl to get what I just got. You know, maybe they'll rethink it. Um, but there have been moments when I was my reaction was just not right. You know, and I had to check myself on that too. I'm not going to confirm or deny if I do that, but I definitely do that. But um, I don't know if some of you may have read my blog post called Dear Kathy, where I had to... <laughs> don't get me started on Kathy. That was beautifully written, by the way. Thanks. I thought it was a... Thank you. If you haven't read it, um, get your phones out after this and read it. You're going to want to read okay. it. Um, Kathy was a white woman. Kathy said the N-word. I was the only person of color, the only black woman at a table full of white people. And so that was an opportunity where I had to not be the, the hilarious, funny, gracious Aquila. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to check a bitch in Bordeaux. And that's what I did. I didn't want to do that. My outfit did not say that at all. Um, but yeah, no, sometimes you do have to be in a position where you're like, okay, well... Let me tell you a little something about what's happening here. And then me, like, having an invisible illness, don't want to brag, but I have a handicap placard, so <laughs> Target is fun. <laughs> I'm in the front. Um, but people are like, you can't park there. And I'm like, oh, really? Because I have a placard, so... But they assume that it's, like, my grandma's, you know, or something. And there's these stereotypes that come because you don't look the part or you do look like the part that you actually are not, right? And you have these, like, interesting dynamics to play out so hashtag life man yeah. life. and the audacity of someone to even say something to you about that it's like you don't know the story behind this placard or why i have it so i'm gonna do you know you. how many like flight 
attendant people, I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm going to send a strongly worded email to your boss who wouldn't let me pre-board because I don't have a, I don't have crutches or a cast or whatever. I don't look, I'm too pretty to be sick. That's honestly what it is. Like if I looked frail and like passed out, which has almost happened on planes, mind you, then it would work. But I'm not like in a really cool wheelchair or anything where they're like, oh, you have a visual cue. So anyway, if you tune in to the first podcast episode, <laughs> we talk about that. Michelle and I talk about that. Um, so before we wrap up, do you have a question for me? Yes, I do. I have so many questions for you. Okay. Um, But what has been the biggest thing that you've learned from your invisible illness? Um, That, like, death was inevitable. (laughs) So you should just live your life to the fullest. I'm going to do my mom shout out because you did it too. Emily. Yeah. Emily's a really cool mom. She's a cool couple. She's like mom goals. She's all the things. But she's taking me to the emergency room twice. And one of those times, I literally felt like I was going to die. And when that happened, I was like, oh, life is really short. So I should just, like, live it to the, the fullest. And that's pretty much what I do. It's an endless amount of education for people, which is annoying, like, incredibly annoying. Sometimes it was easier, like, when I had on a heart monitor. People were like, oh, she has cancer. That's a port. Something's happening. I don't know. Here, can I help you? It was so much easier. So sometimes I just wish I had something kind of, like, stuck on my chest. But otherwise... Um, I am going down this path of being an advocate of people who have chronic illness and invisible illness. And um, yeah, I mean, I didn't sign up for it, but there's also a blog post about that if you (laughs) want to read it. I feel like a lot of people talk about living life to the fullest, but how are you living it to the fullest? Mm, Love and hip hop, all of them. I watch it. I'm like, you made it, Akila. You did it. These are your tits. (laughs) You're not a rapper. Except for Cardi B. I do love Cardi B. But um, I just do what I want. I say yes to the yeses and no's to the no's. So like next month, I'm, out of, I'm just checking out for like three weeks. And I wouldn't be able to do that in a nine-to-five space. Um, I perfect the 30-minute dates. I talk about invisible illness. I talk about depression. I'm building an empire. Like I'm just, I'm very, I'm fearless now because I literally have nothing to lose. I mean, I try to take my life and then I also... Someone else is trying to take it with my little heartbreak. I'm a heartbreaker, literally and figuratively. So, um, yeah, it's just really changed my perspective, if that makes any sense. That was a great question. Well, I'm working on living my life to the fullest as well. But I feel like you're doing yeah. it. Well, I am. I am. And, and you're you know to lunch. We are. And have rose infused lattes, which it was so, like, the best coffee I've ever had to this day. We each had two. It was so good. Just, it was rose and milk. I don't drink coffee, but I was like, more, please, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Because tea, I had it thrown a British accent. But I I liked it. It was good. This is why I'm single. (laughs) But I also think, okay, I have to check myself. Because I said I'm trying to live it to the fullest. I am living it to the fullest. That's what I said. And you did. But I had to confirm that. Um, I will say it's I, a shift, though. You know, because I'm going on year three of being full-time in my business, having it for five years. So this, people are like, you're so confident. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, thank you. 
but I had to go through not having food, unemployment, being on Medi-Cal, like all these things to get to where I am. And then also figuring out how am I going to make money? Like no one teaches you how to run it. Well, I mean, there's degrees for that, but I'm come from a public health background. None of that shit's in there. They're like, save the world. So I'm like, how do I save the world? You know, so I had to figure all that stuff out. So year three, it's like, I have money. I'm going to invoice people late. You know, it's just a different, it's a different swag. Yeah, it is. And I know that I kind of made working at the Warriors or wherever, like working in the job part of my identity so much that when it was taken away, I was like, what do I do? Are people still going to listen to me? And, and in actuality, nobody was listening to me because of that. It all had to do with my story and who I was. But I had to work through that, through the first part of this, the year. Um, because I was like, who's Alicia? Who is she without this? So owning that and that I am living my life to the fullest and I am in my purpose, I need to do that more. Like that just affirmed that in me. And, and know who I am. Like, and who God created me to be. He didn't create me to like work at a job. He created me to change things, right? We're here for a purpose. And so I'm glad that just happened. Because it just, it was a teaching moment. It's what I do. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you the final question. And it's, how do you celebrate the little ones? Um, the little wins, man, everything has been a little win lately. Like every single, even putting these eyelashes on today, you guys, it's so hard to do. Like, it's so freaking hard. Like one of them might be coming off. So if you see it on my cheek, just let it ride. But I really just celebrate, like, I'll take myself out to like the movies or a nice meal, calling my mom and celebrating with her in the car turning on Beyonce at full blast, just knowing, I mean, there's just little things. Like, you do have to celebrate. You have to celebrate along the way because what we go through in life is hard. It's not easy. It's not just like a cakewalk. So you do have to celebrate everything that happens to you. And so I do things like that, you know? Call up my friend Candace, and we just talk we don't even know what each other are saying, but we're talking a mile a minute and we're just excited for each other, you know? So just things like that. It doesn't have to be like, it can be a huge party. I've thrown myself those too. But yeah, yeah you absolutely are as you should. <laughs> and it is beautiful. And thank you for bringing us all in the room together as well. Thank I just, can we, give, can we give her a clap? Because this, listen, not to gas her up because she's right next to me. But it, doing things like this is, is really hard. It's hard to start a podcast. It's hard to have a launch party for your podcast. Like Those things are not easy. And a lot of people let fear stop them from doing them for their entire lives. And who knows what they could have accomplished when they started. So thank you for doing your work. You're welcome. All of Mercury Retrograde showed up. <laughs> In the last 24 hours. Okay, really? Okay. But it's cute, though. So It is very cute. <laughs> I really like the lights. Yes. I do. The lights are very cute. I think it's... This is like awesome. a good date spot. Yeah. I like the seating, the yeah. couches. 
The bags are cute. The tea, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. This is really great. This is great. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, my friend. Yes. Should we get necklaces or bracelets? I think we should get both because some days you only wear a necklace, some days you're a bracelet. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to retract that statement because anytime I gave anyone a necklace, Estens, it was over. Then let's it was go over. Bracelets. Let's go bracelets. We fry in Estens. It ended. So let's just, let's just have this. Are you guys feeling like you want to be affirmed? All right. Then we're going to take one minute to do an affirmation. I want you to know, I want you to look to the person left and right and say, I am a genius. I am a genius. A genius is someone who has unnatural skill or ability or intellectual gifts. And you have the gift to change your life today. You do that with the three most powerful words in the universe. I am, insert here. How many of you really believe you can think your way to a new life? Show hands. Just by self-reflection, how many created this day for themselves? How many took time this morning to create today? When you really believe that you can change your life, why not do it every day? You have a rich history and legacy that has prepared you to make phenomenal, not incremental, huge changes for us. This is what Ms. Keeley does. This is what Change Today is going to do. This is what this affirmation is about. It's a positive disruptor into the cycle of poke, 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 false narrative that you internalize that becomes a belief, which becomes a feeling, which generates chemicals in your body that becomes a thought, that becomes behavior, that becomes a belief. It's a vicious cycle that you go in every single day. I hate Mondays. I think I don't do anything. I don't make my bed. That's a behavior. You get back home, your bed is unmade. And then what do you think again? This is why I hate Mondays. But if you wake up on Monday and say, they in trouble today. I got something for them today. You start to feel empowered. You feel in control. What do you do? You make your bed. You get home, you see my house is clean. I made my bed, I'm in control. You create a new cycle. Are you ready to create a new cycle? Yes. Are you ready to create a new cycle? Yes. Let me pick out to me. I am, I am changing. changing. I am, I am improving. improving. I am, I am evolving. evolving. I am waking up. I am growing up. I am showing up. I am disciplined. I am intentional. I am on point. I am the point. I am changing. I love changing. I embrace changing. And I use my change to benefit the world. Ashe. Where do people find you, Adrian? I am on Instagram at The Melanated Soul. If you want to check it out, I do affirmations weekly. I follow them up with an achievement plan, and I make sure that you know that you are uniquely positioned to change the world. Thanks, Dick. And Adrian's a chief of a big nonprofit, so she's telling you all the facts. And she was my coach, and I was telling her mom that my life has 
And I was telling her mom that my life has changed immeasurably. Right? I've never lived in a home, let alone owned one. And by Friday, I will know if I am closing on three deals in Memphis. I know you didn't know. I was saving it, but I didn't tell you. And uh, yeah, anyway, so all sorts of investments in me and through me are happening because of you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Change Today podcast. To learn more about Change Today, you can go to changetoday.com. That's C-H-A-N-G-E-C-A-D-E-T.com. And you can follow to learn more at Change Today podcast and at Change Today. Thanks for listening.